0: if you were to advise someone uh, around leadership here in, in Asia and in an emerging market, what would be like one or two things that, that you would probably advise that person? Hey everybody, my name is Andrew Tran. I'm a marketing branding strategist. I help organizations, their teams, their team leaders deliver and execute on the challenges they're facing from marketing campaigns to market entry activity all the way through to strategy and planning if you want to hit me up check out my website it's www.andrewtran.asia you can find out a little bit more about me you can book time with me but until then let's get on with the show my next guest is winnie Lam. she's a seasoned executive having worked across multiple industries through various leadership roles across five countries she's currently the coo of colliers international and the general secretary of the board for the Hong Kong Business Association in Vietnam. We touched on her career and got straight into it, talking about communication, leadership and development. And we also talked about how that's different between the East and the West. We also talked about her insights when it comes to the emerging markets here and how leadership differs between different nations here in Asia. And finally, we talk about resilience and the actionable steps she takes when it comes to developing resilience and coaching people to overcome the challenges that are ahead of them. So without further ado, give it up for Winnie Lam. Hi, Winnie.
1: Good morning. Um,
0: Good morning, how are you?
1: I'm good, thank you for coming.
0: Yes, no, thanks for having me. Uh, So for anyone who's watching from home or or listening, uh, we are recording at uh, Colliers International's head office mm-hmm. in, in the Deutsche building uh, here in Saigon, in, in District 1. So thank you very much uh, for allowing me to come in and set up and, and have a chat with you as well. Pleasure. Um, first and foremost, uh, how's everything going? Like, uh,
1: you means in time of COVID? In time of COVID. All right. I think we are actually quite normal. OK. Uh, for reason unknown, I think we, we have been quite steady. We haven't been really uh, experiencing a dip okay. uh, per se. Yes, definitely, with lesser client being able to visit, things are not as uh, hectic, I would say. But uh, I think everyone is being creative and are looking for ways for things to keep on happening. Nice. Um, we were lucky that we were kept very busy. Okay. Money may not be happening yet in some cases because we really can't close deals um, in some instances mm-hmm. until the clients are able to make it here. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, we're making progress. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Great. Great. Well, it's, it's moving. It's moving positive.
1: It's moving. We yep. are positive. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, um, so for anyone who's watching or listening, today's theme is about leadership. Um, and specifically, uh, around leadership, resilience, mm. um, and, and really Asia in general. And, and okay. I really like look, doing some research on you. Uh, I really love like your background and, and mm. kind of where you're from. So, uh, for, for those who, who skipped the intro part, went straight to this, um, straight away, like really quickly, like you've, uh, you've worked around what, five countries Uh, Roughly about five countries. Yeah, yeah, around Canada, um, China, Thailand, uh, Mm -hmm. Hong Kong. Uh, You're from Hong Kong. Yes uh, And and now you're based in in here in Vietnam. Yes. Uh, So Kind of like really quickly like um, how did how did Vietnam kind of eventuate?
1: Uh, Well, Vietnam first of all happened by accident. I, I didn't Really picked Vietnam. Vietnam kind of picked me. Okay, so I started here back in 2004-2005 Really, Vietnam doesn't really register on my map before I got here, right? So it was very new first arrived. I find that it was very like old-time China All Uh, but other than that, I, I think Vietnam is Vietnam and I think it grew on me. I think for the first few years it was very frustrating um, because you don't know what you're getting yourself into. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you, you stay at the reality then. After a few years, I was desperately wanting out. Um, why, why was that? Um, the main reason, to be honest, is um, I was finding myself almost full-time managing down. And there was a very little peer stimulation or, or I, I believe learning starts from being around people who knows more than you. Right. right. And at that time in Vietnam, it was like I'm the know-it-all a lot of times in doing my work. Okay. Of course, I, I met a lot of uh, smart people outside of work mm-hmm. but there's just not enough stimulation within my job at that level that makes me feel that I need some learning okay. so I wanted I wanted to leave it, it still takes me two years <laughs> from from the point that I think I had enough yep. um, for the company the company actually sent me to China as a result because I basically said that it's like Get me out of here, or I'm out of here. Right. <laughs> and the company got me out of here. Okay. Yeah.
0: And then, uh, but you came back. You came I back? came
1: back. Um, now this is different. Coming back was a very conscious decision. Hmm. Okay. Um, I think when you were out, you gain new perspective, and it's definitely in my case. Mm-hmm. A lot of the frustration I had. Uh, I end up realizing that it is because of a lack of proper comparison. Okay. Right? Um, I used to think that it Vietnamese staff are very hard to manage. Okay, for, for various reasons. All right. Um, mm. uh, but as I moved uh, to China, and I moved to Hong Kong again, and with a uh, role in the region. I realized that um, a lot of what I've seen as problems before were not Vietnam-specific. It was more generation-specific. So, at my level, I'm working with managers from many different countries, and Gen Y, Gen X, Gen Z, okay, all of that, um, and, and honestly, it provides new perspective. Uh, and I realized that you know what I actually had it pretty good in me Um I didn't plan to come back either, okay. even though it was an easy choice. Uh, I
0: so you saw the opportunity really to come back. No, you know?
1: not not that either. Oh, um, okay. I I I was very going with the flow. All right. right. I, I left a, a corporate position um, because they they were suggesting me to go to even more developing countries, which I think the, the opportunity could be for some, some other people. Right. I basically uh, resigned and has decided that I may go on, your own, on my own for some consulting for a little bit, haven't decided the location and everything, sure. and Vietnam came calling. Okay. Right. So I did about six months of two weeks in two weeks, out, I actually before I made the decision to move back here. Wow.
0: Full time. And the rest, they say, is history. The rest is history. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, so jumping along, like leadership, I want to talk about leadership because, uh, you've, your role, you've, you've had leadership roles, mm-hmm. uh, across different countries and different mm-hmm. regions, both, uh, both emerging and in a mature kind mm-hmm. of state as well. Um, in your opinion, like, what does leadership mean to you?
1: Um, I never give it a lot of thoughts. Um, I think, I think leadership, first of all, is leading by example. Um, I would always tell my team: There's anything that I sign, I assigned to you, I'll be willing to do it myself. Okay. Right. So it's about rolling up your sleeve, get your hands dirty when it's needed, especially in a developing country. Yeah. I, I look at it as a, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to be able to go into a different country. When you don't know anything about the country, really, and be able to do what. I'm doing for example, All right. I, I know I am pretty good at what I'm doing, mm-hmm. but Vietnam provided opportunity for me to even try hands on things that I previously haven't done before. So I, I really think it, it, it's about the willingness to do the work. And leadership is not up here, right. leadership is in the doing, definitely. Okay.
0: So how do, you, how, do you train, how do you divorce or differentiate uh, a leader versus, like leadership versus management?
1: Man, manager is more into the operation day-to-day. Things have to happen, the deliverables. Leadership is more in motivation, giving mm-hmm. people a value, giving people a direction. People need to understand why they are doing what they are doing. They have to see the value in what they are doing. Mm-hmm before they will give you their heart, right? We human, being. human beings are selfish to start with, okay? I want to look at what is doing it for me. And that is often the questions that we need to answer, actually. It cannot be, there's something for the business, there's nothing for the individual. Who wants to do that? There, there, there really is going to be something that is two-way, all right? So, okay. We, we need to find value in everything that they're doing I used to I used to do um, KPI's training with, with some of our clients and they will say that they find it very difficult especially um, when they are trying to set KPIs for more junior positions for example a receptionist or a driver how do you set KPIs for these people to motivate them and to tell them that they are just as important as everybody else in the organization. I actually don't find it that difficult because every position serves a purpose. What is that purpose to the organization? It's like, without that, what will happen? Mm. All right, Without a driver that is always on time, get you to places so that business can happen. Alright, that is actually a pretty big contribution, if you know how to articulate that, alright? Your driver probably just comes and say, I come every day, I get you to places, and I'm on time. But to him, it's his responsibility, but he may not know his impact on the business. Mm. Because if you just add a little bit of like, um, well, you get me to places, right. on time, that's how business get to happen then it's a very different motivation yeah. for some, right? I, I can't expect everybody to be at that level and thinking that I need to be doing good for the country, for the company and whatnot. But that doesn't mean that we should not try to impart that value.
0: Mm. I, I like how you said uh, you're showing people, like showing what they do, but how it impacts to the wider Kind of organization mm-hmm. as a whole, like something as simple as being a receptionist outside or a driver, showing that hey, uh, you know, your contribution to mm-hmm. this organization will help us do X, Y, and Z. Yes, you know, and I think, I think that's that's something that a lot of like even for startup leaders, mm-hmm. where they're wearing multiple hats, uh, showing that kind of uh, ability to to, mm-hmm. you know, the vision and and painting that kind of uh, vision to anyone mm-hmm. to be able to say hey what you do makes an impact to everything that's happening uh, around this organizations
1: yes. if you sometimes you really need to help hmm. right It's that uh, they they're obviously they're having a more junior job because they haven't accumulated the experience or they may not have a very sophisticated background sure. but that doesn't mean that they don't understand direction or they don't understand value mm-hmm. You know, so I think a lot of time is that don't make the assumption too early that well they would not know. Hmm. Well, have you have you tried? Have you have you have you told them? I I think that's fundamental uh, in in trying to build an organization that you are pushing a certain culture. You will have to be very consistent, disregarding who you are dealing with, at what level you are dealing with, because people are not stupid. Right, I would say. It doesn't matter what level of work that they are doing, and consistency is extremely important in imparting this kind of message. Yeah,
0: yeah, I like how you kind of said as well that everyone is intelligent, Mm -hmm. right? You you don't hire people because they're stupid; like, Mm -hmm. you hire them because they've got an ability and they've got uh, an awareness and intelligence that Mm -hmm. that you you know, like for that specific role, and you see potential growth. Like, Mm -hmm. as, as I think, as a leader, as a manager, you see. You want to hire a team that enables you mm. to execute or deliver on the things that your vision what you kind of said
1: empowerment is, is very important if you don't empower people to make decision there's no way for you to know that whether they can or yep. they cannot yeah. all right asians in particular i'm not saying vietnam as asians in particular um, are a little bit more reserved in in terms of uh, stepping up to the plate mm-hmm. and, and owning it. It's just because of, of the way that we were educated. We were a little bit more protected. We, we were told a lot of times in, in, instead of encouraging the, uh, the exploration on our own. Our times are changing for sure. Yep. All right. And Vietnam is a, is a country that hasn't opened for many years. And, they're, and, they're, and the generation that we are working with right now they're also fairly heavily influenced by their parents who were wartime mm. parents they had a very different life so a lot of the things that we are encouraging right now for them it, it may not be the norm mm-hmm. back then mm-hmm. so in Vietnam particularly I felt that it is absolutely necessary to show them what it is in the rest of the world because Vietnam is part of the world yeah. And I accepted the fact that the common sense of mine, a little bit different than them, is because we don't come from the same background. Yep.
0: So, so showing empathy, really. Yes, you, yeah, you have and to. Understanding,
1: you, you, yeah. you can't You can't go to a place and imply your standard and without understanding what you're dealing with, mm. right? And then this way, it will be forced. Uh, there will be a lot of misunderstandings and you'll be very frustrated. Mm. Because, like, why are you? Why don't you understand what I'm doing or understand what I'm saying, which I consider common sense? Yeah. Well, if you and I are not on the same page, it's not common anymore. Right. So, common sense out the window. So let's try to find common place before anything can happen.
0: Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, actually, that will touch on a point that I want to kind of explore. But uh, because you've you've had. So for anyone who's, who's kind of watching, listening, you're, you're the C- COO of Colleagues International for Vietnam. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you've, you, ha- you hold a very um, high powered uh, mm-hmm. role, a very influential role in the company as well. Um, and you've also held quite um, influential roles around the world mm-hmm. as well, through the countries that you worked with. Do you find from a, from a leadership point of view,
1: mm-hmm.
0: are there common traits that transcends language and culture?
1: I, like, I, I I understand, think...
0: I understand that um, like empathy would be one mm-hmm. thing like as leaders whether or not you're from America or, or from Asia I think showing that that EQ mm-hmm. uh, the emotional intelligence to to be able to kind of say hey I'm, I'm a visitor I'm, you know I'm not mm-hmm. from this particular uh, country so there are different norms and cultures that I need to adjust mm-hmm. so I think adjustment and empathy is really like i think i find is a very common Mm. kind of thing um do you also find that also being uh like being a visionary is quite a fundamental trait being a good storyteller is is a fundamental trait
1: um i think it's the ability to relate actually um you you have to be willing to look at things from their standpoint Mm -hmm. all right uh, for me, it, it is important that... I, I think I am being pretty consistent with, with what I preach, okay? Yep. I, I think this is an important thing, because anybody can, can point a finger and say, you're a hypocrite, you, you, don't, you don't do what, what you talk about, all yes. right? Um, I, I think it's the willingness to, to step into their shoes and, and see it. But at the same time, as I said, Vietnam is part of the world. Don't make it such a big deal that it has to be different, mm-hmm. all right? I think having been in Vietnam for this many years. It's a very interesting phrase among a lot of the expats. And then when we were airing our frustration to each other, very often um, someone would say, hey, TIV. I like, What's TIV? <laughs> this is Vietnam, <laughs> all right? So, and it's easy to brush it off that it is just Vietnam. I would have staff telling me something when I was just telling them that something can be done a different way, or is there any way of doing it other than what we are facing it right now. They would tell me also that, well, we are in Vietnam, we we do it this way. No, I refuse to accept that, all right? Well, let's put on your thinking hat, disregarding where you are. This is the issue in front of you. Mm -hmm. All right. what can we do? I think it's really about pushing that envelope, right. all right? And there is a reason why I am here as an expat and be able to do certain things that they can't hire a local to do. Mm-hmm. It's because I have had the opportunity to be exposed to some of these things. And now it's my time to try to make it happen mm-hmm. here. So if I consistently giving in to language or giving in to this is Vietnam, then I'm not delivering what I'm supposed to deliver. Mm. Right? It, it definitely takes a little bit of determination, all right, and uh, going down the difficult role at times. But once you embark on that role, you will find people that are willing to make those steps. I won't even call it changes, right? Because it's not about changes. They actually don't know one thing from the other. Right. They're just being exposed to one way of doing it. But if you take everything the country out of context, actually, there could be many ways of killing a cat. Yes. And you just have to find willing participants mm. for that. I don't try to convert everyone. Okay, I will be silly to try that, but I will constantly hire people who value that and want that.
0: Yes, yeah, that flexibility, right?
1: Yes, and then yeah. you do bigger things hmm. because of that, right? And so it, it would have been the same if I'm working in Hong Kong, Canada, wherever. It does not matter because you have to be willing to take the situation out of the context of the country. Yep. So. If we are going to do it, doesn't matter where you are, how are we going to do it, first of all? And then you put it into the environment and see, okay, so what is possible, not possible, why not? All right. So I need people to be willing to be solution based to start with. It's okay, there's no right or wrong answer here. But is there a better answer? It's what we're going to drive for.
0: I like how like, it's about empowerment, it's about flexibility, it's about being, it's like as a leader, it's, it's having the, the vision to, to kind of see the potential of one person and, and then as a, as a leader, perhaps helping them facilitate that, like growing that kind yes, of... Yes, I,
1: I think my staff will say that, I think many a times my staff would think that I'm, I'm completely crazy, <laughs> you know, to be suggesting that there are other ways or need to do it differently, you know, and I think it's a learning curve. I dug my heel in and at some point of time, then they will started to understand that there really may be a different way yeah. and it doesn't have to be different or otherwise, simply because we are in Vietnam.
0: Yeah, and I like how, what you're talking about as a leader, you're also being a coach as well and that's something that you, you kind of do on the side as well, like besides uh, being COO of uh, Colleen International. like. You, you run your own consultancy kind of firm mm-hmm. and, and you coach certain businesses um, and certain leaders within mm-hmm. those businesses do you, do you find like uh, there's a is, is there any like different styles of, of how you coach various um, individuals?
1: Um, now actually that's a very tall order yeah all right and because I'm running an organization I need to be responsible to the organization correct in, in terms of how I use my time so I wouldn't be saying that I spend a lot of time of customizing my coaching to different people. Mm-hmm. Um, I would rather say that giving, I, I would always tell the staff is, is like, no matter what I'm showing them and whatnot, don't take it, gurgitate it, right. all right? And what I want you to do is like, pick and choose what works what works for you yeah. and start from there. Yeah. Because if we believe leaders come in all shapes, sizes, and styles They have to be comfortable with how they are doing, what they are doing mm-hmm. Alright So I would not be insisting that things needed to be done a certain way or whatnot I would consistently say that Take what you think will work for you yes. And try that on for size yep. Right Because that's pretty much all that you can ask for And and to be honest like who has the time to coach every single person along their everyday doing mm-hmm. so i and and a lot of times my direct exposure mm-hmm. will be more my managers and directors mm-hmm. and i need them to learn to cascade yep. you know and when i impart something to someone and then they build it into their own and then they cascade it down probably will be a little bit different too yep. But as long as this cycle continues, I think we, we can't be too specific about what is it that each one of them are taking away. As long as there's some take away and they keep this going.
0: I, I like how you said, because uh, at the start you were like, hey, we have to kind of show people a vision of what mm-hmm. we want to try and do as a leader. Um, and then you, you talked about the, the differences between a leader and a manager. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just liked how you just explained like, hey, as a leader, my job isn't to prescribe exactly what needs to be done uh, because otherwise I'm doing your job. And it's, it's exactly. like, why, like, why did I hire you in the first place? I have to do that.
1: Well, we we actually, especially here, well, I, I was lucky to have a very supportive CEO mm-hmm. and the owner of the company that I could actually spend the time to tell people why they're hired and then what is the expectation and then do the occasional training and coaching in terms of how they can grow. Um, and it is important to articulate it. Don't take it for granted. Don't think that, uh, of course, like they will know I'm trying to give them something to do good. I am the most long-winded person in the company in, in terms of telling them why, Right. all right? Because until people understand the Underlying reason of doing certain things They would just do it as they understood it to be mm-hmm. until you instill a maybe a slightly different understanding or widening the understanding mm-hmm. Because that's the bottom line is you, you have to really understand how how human being Respond to these things, right? We, we form our opinion simply because we have so so-and-so experience in life right so if you want them to have a different opinion or different value you have to change that and reach that yes or stretch that whatever that may be in in order for people to be receptive right right otherwise it's like stuffing picking duck (laughs) yeah and it's no fun
0: yeah i i also like that as leaders um, so for anyone who's kind of watching or listening, like I think there's a there's a common thread when it comes to leadership, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's experience, but it's not necessarily the length of time you've been in mm-hmm. one role. It's it's more about the learnings that you've embarked on, whether or not they've been positive or mm-hmm. negative, but they're learnings at the end of the day. And I think you kind of translate that because I I feel like the the experiences that you've Been able to build through the years has enabled you now to kind of say hey um through my time like moving along the management ladder yes i I was a facilitator as a manager Mm -hmm. and now that i'm in a more of a leadership senior role my time i understand time is very valuable for me and that now i have to enable i have to trust my staff oh yes
1: i Everything if if the buck stops at me every time, yeah. then this organization is not going much farther. Yeah. Right? And it involves some risk taking. All right. Um, when I was in a leadership role still, but maybe in a, in a in a much bigger organization, I, I, I still have a lot of people that I have reports to, I always said there's like please don't let my boss find out how I manage because he will probably pee his pens because of, of the risk that seemingly i am taking right. with what uh, accountability that i give my managers and allow them to make certain decisions mm. um i i think it's an appetite that you have to you have to build yeah all right um
0: do you think that's something that that uh is off your experience when you're in canada because i, I find mm-hmm. Uh, the accountability is Mm -hmm. is something that uh, i'm really accustomed to like growing up in australia working in corporate offices in australia working Mm -hmm. with uh, a lot of businesses across the world from a uh, like from a westernized kind of point of view Mm -hmm. do you find that uh, giving accountability to someone and and, and trusting that accountability is something that is quite new
1: um in in vietnam i would say when i first arrived here it's very apparent all right, no one wants to make a decision. Everything is like uh deferred to the next level up, right. all right? But having evolved for, for the last 10-15 years, um, I think it's getting better. Okay. All right. And in it's also about it's like how do you give people responsibility? Now, a lot of people are afraid of responsibility for the first time. It's it's mostly because of the fear of failure. Right? Right? so i would like to tell people that i want to make this a safe place to fail all right and it's not that big a deal as Mm. long as you're not a renegade meaning that you you actually have thought about it you've actually uh decided that this is the course that you're going to take somehow you fail. well because the the decision was flawed maybe maybe it's because of a lack of experience Mm. but I think first of all is that you got to make sure that you as the one you the person ultimately responsible for mm-hmm. learn how not to freak out first yeah okay I think that is probably not the easiest thing to 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 have because like if if any time you heard something happen which is an obvious mistake because I let you make a decision, I freaked out no one will ever make a decision right again right so the the biggest challenge for me is to step back, take a deep breath, and let's focus on solving the problem first. Right. You know, direct everybody's attention in that, let's fix this. Yeah. We can fix this. And even if we cannot fix it, alright, there is still a fix yep. in the end. So it's not a perfect fix, but you still need to probably apologize, report to people, right. you know, look at what's the damage and so and so. So focus the energy on the aftermath. Mm. And then we could revisit yep. the situation. So
0: kind of like again. look inwards to kind of see what you could have done better, what could have been done yes, better. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Okay.
1: Well, don't don't think I don't freak out. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I just probably freak out privately.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> because it doesn't it doesn't bring any value if you mm. if you behave like that in front of these people who are newly getting the responsibility yep. and in in, ter- in terms of doing what it is and of course as the person giving them the responsibility i have a much better idea whether it can be fixed what's the impact all right so i may not be immediately telling them it's okay don't worry about it all right i probably won't go down that road Mm -hmm. because then they may not feel the real impact of the situation Mm -hmm. but then if you go to a, a solution mode right away let's just deal with it okay let's get everybody that is involved sit down let's look at what else can we do at this point, all right? What can we do is like by pointing out the the stakeholders and say, okay, so who are the impacted parties here? So with each of the parties, what do we have to do? And then once we figure it out, we settled especially external stakeholders, then we'll sit down and look at the issue.
0: Yeah, I I, I like just wrapping up to that point. It, It comes back down to like going through the right steps to identify what the problem is. If you can identify what the problem is, then the solution is a lot more targeted, it's a lot more focused, it's a bit more, and it's a lot more easier for the surrounding teams in order to kind of come together and ideate.
1: We always said that the best way to learn is through mistakes, okay? But there is a price to pay, obviously. I I, I think it is important as a leader that you, you, you know that, that's a given, hmm. all right? I, I, would, I would tell the most junior, well, even the managers, it's like, making mistake is expected. So if you have not made any mistake in the six months that you're working here, I'm gonna start looking, are you hiding anything? Yep. Because I really need the culture of that's like, speak up so that we can help when it still can be helped. Yep. All right, because if you sweep it under the rug, we don't know how far these things could go. Yeah. You know and I need them to be brave if, if they if they can embrace the fact that mistakes are really going to happen and it's expected and hopefully they'll be more willing to speak up mm-hmm. about it now this is just hope right because you don't you don't know if they are if they are comfortable with that but I will con- continue to tell them that this is probably the best place to fail yeah and, and then hopefully they won't hide anything yeah. and we keep on telling the managers that cascade the same belief down the line, mm. all right? So that they, they, will, they will bring the problems to you at the right time yeah. so that we can actually be able to, to help. I, I, must, I have to be the first one to confess that just, I still freaked out from time to time. Okay. Um, I, I probably need to do better, um, but I, I'm also human. Uh, so I, I, I can forgive myself for that.
0: Yeah, I like just in summing up, I, I really like how you, you just went, hey, it's about creating the right culture
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, to enable those around you to do the best that they can mm-hmm. to learn from, you know, the experiences they will receive from.
1: Yeah. It. Learning is their job, yeah. teaching is not mine. Right. I would tell every single staff of mine. Right. All right, my door is open. You can knock on it, but my name is also not Google. Yeah
0: yeah I, I like yeah I mean this is a really interesting kind of chat uh, coming from uh, from yourself like because the people I normally speak to from a CEO perspective like it, it's a very common theme right now which is about empathy about mm-hmm. like getting in touch with oneself but you've kind of prescribed it a little bit better in, in, in the sense that hey this is my role as, as I need to help define like what the mm-hmm. vision is but my job isn't necessarily to make you walk all the way through Mm -hmm. because you're hired. I hired you because I believe in your skills and your ability. Yes, we're gonna make mistakes along the way, but we're gonna learn from those mistakes and we're gonna adjust Mm -hmm. and we're gonna keep pushing forward. And I think that's with life in general um, coming through. And Mm -hmm. and I think that's with anyone, anyone that's ever had to play sport and and had to get better at a particular skill. Mm -hmm. um, Like that is something that I kind of see as well. So look, like in wrapping up, uh, Winnie, like, Quick words like, if you were to advise someone uh, around leadership here in in Asia and in an emerging market, what would be like one or two things that that you would probably advise that person?
1: Um, So, we're talking about first time leader. Mm -hmm. I I would say uh, be very willing to own the mistakes of your team. All right. because once you have segregation then the team is not with you mm. so the reason why I am, I'm telling them I'm hoping that they won't make the mistakes because they need to know your mistake is mine all right mm-hmm. and if you're not willing to, to own the team mistake you shouldn't be there in that position okay because like, you, you need to know that as a leader how you behave, on an hourly basis, I would say, it's actually swing the emotions of the office, yep. all right? When you are in a bad mood or you, you are displacing certain uh, negative
0: energy,
1: energy, yeah. the team absorb all of it, yep. all right? And then they will not be as willing to share. They will not be as willing to tell you what is going on. Yep. And then it doesn't make for a very effective organization. And the most important thing on top of that is that understanding leadership is really different than managing. So there will be time that you really need to manage, then stick to the facts. All right. And then when you are leading, you probably need to use more of the empathy. Mm. Uh, I, I don't think any of my staff will yeah. will say that working for me is easy. I set the bar very high. I probably set the bar so high that it, they, need to, they need to reach and stretch and the bar will continue to go up yeah. as they do that. Yeah. But I want it to be their goal. And otherwise, don't come and talk about promotion, salary increase. Yeah. Because it's, it's all about justifying your worth and what you're giving, mm. so I, I I think those those are the things that I would I would tell first-time okay. leaders, and and still a pretty tall order.
0: Yeah, nice. Well, thank you very much for your time, Winnie. Um, for anyone who who wants to kind of get in touch, the I think LinkedIn is probably the best yes. one. Yes, LinkedIn. So I'll put all the show notes. I'll put all the notes in the show notes below and and in like everything else like in YouTube. But thank you very much, Winnie, um, for your time and and showing telling us about what leadership is from your perspective. Uh, So for anyone at home, thank you very much for listening and watching, and I'll see you on the next video.